Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We got a lot to get into in a short period of time. Number one, I want to play this audio from Jamar Chase. I like Jamar Chase. He is one of my favorite players in the league. He's a really fun player to watch. But he does something like this once a week that makes it really hard to justify how he acts, how he moves. So he went on SportsCenter earlier today. Now, I would like to point out that Jamar Chase's team is not participating in this year's postseason. 14 teams make the postseason. Cincinnati is not one of those teams. Almost half the league makes the playoffs. Cincinnati is not one of those teams. It seems to me like on a Wednesday right after the season is up, you should maybe be focusing on why your team didn't make the postseason. But that's not what Jamar Chase wanted to do. He was then asked on SportsCenter who he wants to see or who he thinks is going to win the Super Bowl. Now, it is important to note that two teams from his division are in the postseason. The Baltimore Ravens are in the postseason and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those teams would make some sense. Browns, too. The Browns. <laughs> Everyone bad. but him. The whole division. My bad. I forgot about Cleveland. My bad. So 75% of his division is in the postseason. There's only one. But who does he point his guns at? Who does he want to see lose in the postseason? Listen to this hateration from Jamar Chase. Jamar, you go first. Who's going to the Super Bowl, an AFC, NFC team? Uh, anybody but the Chiefs. <laughs> anybody but the Chiefs. You'd rather see Pittsburgh win in your own division? You'd rather see Mason Rudolph get a Super Bowl before your quarterback gets one? You're telling me you'd rather see Lamar Jackson get a ring before your quarterback gets a ring? Joe Flacco get his second before your quarterback gets his first? You have that much hatred in your heart for the Chiefs who eliminated you from the playoffs twice in 2023? Yes, the Chiefs eliminated Cincinnati from the playoffs twice last year. Once in the actual playoffs, and then another time they lost to them in the regular season and ended their dreams. This is hateration. This is diabolical from Jamar Chase. 
Rob, I got to start reevaluating who some of my favorite players are in the league. I really do. I like Jamar Chase. He's a really fun and exciting wide receiver, but I can't keep condoning this cornball energy and activities. Your whole damn division is in the postseason, but you. How do you even have time in your day to focus on the Kansas City Chiefs when you guys couldn't be better than the Pittsburgh Steelers this year? Pittsburgh had a better season than you. Cleveland. Cleveland started five different quarterbacks this year. You got to get that hate out your heart. You do. You got to get that hate out of your heart, Jamar Chase. That's why the football gods didn't bless you the first time, and that's why they eliminated you from the postseason. Get that hate and anger out your heart. Isn't it fun that we have a legitimate college-style rivalry in the NFL right now? And I know the Bengals aren't in the postseason, the Chiefs are, but the amount of rent-free texts I see in the text line, that's the kind of stuff when KUMU gets brought up. That's the kind of stuff that happens when Michigan plays Ohio State. That's the kind of energy they have on Tobacco Road when it's Duke versus Carolina time. Bengals and Chiefs is a college-level rivalry right now because of the pure hate the players have for each other. There's respect. Don't get me wrong. But there's pure hate. The Burrowhead stuff. You saw almost a fight when the Chiefs played the Bengals. Jamar Chase is out here going out of his way to hate on the Chiefs. They came to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs once to go to the Super Bowl. The fans don't like each other. It is hateration by Jamar Chase. But man, oh man, we get a college rivalry in the pros. Love it. Love it. I love it too. But this is the equivalent of your team making the NIT and then saying, I don't want Kansas to win the NCAA tournament. Just mind your business. All right. Focus so wait, hold on, on hold on. Let me make sure I got that, that analogy correct. Here you go. That you're, about means, to, you're about to put some sauce on it. That means this March, this show will not have its host say, I don't want Kansas to win the NCAA championship because that analogy would mean that the rival's not in the tournament. I'm Jamar Chase and people hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jamar Chase. You see the text line? People hate me. Yes, my team is going to miss the tournament. I want anybody to win the tournament but Kansas. Anybody, K-State, Iowa State, Nebraska, Avila, anybody but Kansas. I don't want to see Hunter Dickinson climb up on that ladder and cut down the nets. I'm Jamar Chase. I'm a hater. That's how I know I can identify other haters. That's how I know. You know when you walk by somebody, you give them that head nod, you let them know, bro, I see you. I'm walking by Jamar Chase giving them the head nod because I know how he feels. I know how it feels to hate when your team is outside the club and you're looking at the club. Man, it ain't even that fun in there. It is. You just can't get into the club. I know a hater when I see one because I'm a hater. And that's how I know that Jamar Chase, super hating. Jamar, you go first. Who's going to the Super Bowl, an AFC, NFC team? Uh, Anybody but the Chiefs. (laughs) Anybody but the Chiefs. Enjoy Cancun, my brother. I would have asked you, when's your vacation planned? What are you doing for the next month? Because the Chiefs are trying to, you know, win playoff games, advance, maybe get to Las Vegas. What do you have up? What are you doing this weekend? You're free? You got to be free. You're not working. Because all the other teams from your division are working. You're not working. So you got a lot of free time. Maybe it's time for you to finish that task or put that Ikea desk together that's been sitting in the basement for the last three months because you've been working. You now got all the free time in the world to go fix it. 
Let me ask you guys this about MVS. Now, I don't want you to yell at me on the text line, 913-586-7610. I really don't. You know that we have talked a lot about the Jack Burns circle of trust, right? And I understand that right now there is only one person that is outside of the circle of trust. I think that person is MVS. Now, Sky Moore might be there, but he's still hurt. So I don't know if you can be outside the circle of trust if you're hurt. You're just in a different category right now. I understand you guys' level of frustration towards Marquez. I I get it. I feel the exact same way that you feel. We've been calling him first-team Fitbit, first-team cardio, Mr. Applebee's, always good for a two-for-20. I know how you feel towards MVS. This is what I'm asking you. Do you think that there is a chance that he is redeemable? Because it wasn't that long ago that you guys also didn't like Frank Clark. Frank Clark was a thief, legalized bank robber, terrible trade, wasn't worth any of it. I can't believe we spent all that money. You know what Frank Clark did? Frank Clark put together a couple of good postseason games and turned things around. And now you guys love Frank Clark. Let's not make it seem like MVS has really been that good since he's been here. It's been one really impressive game. It was against Jamar Chase and the Bengals. He was really good in that game. We never talk about the fact that MVS had zero yards receiving in the Super Bowl, a game in which the Chiefs scored 38 points. That's really hard to do. That's really hard to just not have a catch in a game in which your offense was just moving the ball up and down the field. Really difficult to do. Is there a chance that MVS is redeemable this year? Is there a chance? Because this season, he has been their most disappointing player. And I don't think that you guys are asking MVS to go out there and have 200 yards receiving on Saturday against the Dolphins. That's not realistic. First to breaking news in Kansas City Sports Radio. Somebody else got fired? According to Chris Lowe, an ESPN college football writer, Nick Saban is retiring. What? He has informed the team, per Chris Lowe of ESPN, that he will be leaving college football. He won six national titles at Alabama. But yes, per Chris Lowe of ESPN, Saban just informed the team he is done coaching at Alabama. Oh, boy. Wow. I did not see that one coming. I thought you were going to say the Bill Belichick news. I thought you were going to say that Bill Belichick, that the news was final, that he was no longer the coach of the New England Patriots. All right, this is the perfect time. Let's regroup. 913-586-7610. The next voice you will hear on this is Jay Binkley. I cannot think of a more appropriate person to join us in studio than Jay Binkley. If you guys just missed it, Nick Saban is retiring. He is no longer the coach at ESR for Alabama. ESPN is reporting it. Binkley's going to join us in studio. We'll react to the breaking news. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. This is The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by the DePasquale Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. If you missed any of the show, catch up on the Odyssey app or at 610sports.com.
Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. He is the master of the mock and football expert. I looked at last year's top 20 sackers in the NFL, and there's 28 of them because eight of them, you know, it tied. And 18 of them were first-round picks. And 12 of them were picks 1 through 15. So history would say, if you're going to trade up, and I've seen you know, the trade-ups for Chris Olave and Jamison Williams, but history would dictate if you're going to trade up, you trade up to get Edge Rusher. He's a man who enjoys an ice-cold beer. Give me one of those famous giant beers I heard so much about. And a travel aficionado. There are things to do right here. You don't need to go to the Caribbean. Or you don't need to go to Europe. You don't need to do things. You just go to where we go. Jay Binkley of Bink at Night joins the drive. Oh, boy. I planned on talking Chiefs with Jay Binkley. I think you guys will understand at least why we're not going to talk Chiefs off the top. Nick Saban has told his team today that he is retiring. This was first reported by Chris Lowe of ESPN. Nick Saban is retiring. Sources tell ESPN there was a team meeting today at 4 o'clock in which he told them that he is no longer going to be the head coach at Alabama. I believe that he is the greatest college football coach that we have ever seen, and now this leaves a massive opening in the sport. (laughs) Jay Binkley joins us in studio. Binkley, I will start with this. You were the Alabama athletic director. You have a 70-year-old head coach. So you can't say that this completely catches you off guard. Like, it is your job to have a short list of people ready for if something happens to Nick Saban. When he tells you this is his decision and he is done being the head coach at Alabama, and you thank him for everything that he's done and he leaves the office, who is your first call? My first call would be, it's got to be someone that can handle pressure. It's got to be someone that can handle stress. It's got to be somebody that can handle um, people getting upset with the two-loss season. Uh, it's special people that can you know, withstand that. It's got to be someone that's won before, two. you got to have someone that, uh, a little bit different than how Nick Saban took over. Yeah, he'd won at LSU and had that first national title under his belt. Ends up with seven overall. But Dabo Sweeney would seriously be a, a strong call to me. He's won two national titles. He played at Alabama and won a national title at Alabama. So, obviously, 
you have a successful coach. Yeah, he's had his issues this year, and he's getting mad at Nil and everything else. But so was Nick Saban for a while until he was able to adjust to it. But the fact is, Dabo's won. He can withstand the pressure. He's he's had a ton of success at Clemson, and he comes in with that winning attitude. And he played for Alabama and won a national title himself. So now that you have that, when's it a coach? When's it a player? That's one of my first calls uh, that I would make. Another call that I, I um, you don't want to see the guy hopping around jobs all the time, but I think the guy is a, a completely creative mind in college football is Lane Kiffin, and it's it's going to be interesting because two of the best programs. In college football history, the number one and two team in wins, going to have job openings probably. By the way, Michigan. Real quick, Brett McMurphy, friend of the show, is reporting that Dan Lanning is expected to be the top target to replace Saban. Dan, Dan Lanning. Lanning from Oregon. Yeah, I mean, my my short list would be if I'm the Alabama AD. Dan Lanning is my second call. The first call I'm making is to Kirby Smart. That's my first call. Bringing back. I'm calling Kirby. Now, I, I understand that yeah, he's kind of made his name. It would be like calling Nick Saban if you were in Georgia a couple years ago. I get all that. I'm forcing him to say no. I know that's your alma mater. I get all of that. Alabama is a better job than the one that you have. I'm at least forcing you to say no. If you say no, I get it. But right. you were the assistant head coach, the DB coach, the defensive coordinator. You know how it runs here at Alabama. There's no one that knows it. You can then weaken one of your rivals in a team. We are expanding the playoffs. There's only going to be, what, two, three spots we think per year in the SEC. Let's weaken one of our competitors, and let's go get who now I think is the best coach in college football now that Saban's out and we think Harbaugh is leaving. And then my second call would be Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning's 37 years old. He could have that job for 15 years, 20 years. If, if Dan Lanning would fit, yeah, I mean, he was at Georgia, so Dan Lanning you know, knows the SEC well because he's defensive coordinator at Georgia, so that's a nice fit there. Lane Kiffin, you to be the offensive coordinator really one of Nick Saban's best offensive coordinators ever had at Alabama won a couple national titles when he was at Alabama I know he's hopped around but players love him um, he's got a great personality he's a great recruiter and he just gave Ole Miss their first 11 win season this last year they have never had one which is crazy never had one in the history of Ole Miss football uh, he hit number 11 you think Dan Lanning's taking that job if offered 100 100%, 100%. I just think he Kind of like with Kirby. How about that Park Hill South to Alabama, man? Oregon's Think about just, that chain. Oregon's just one of those jobs <laughs> that I could I could understand why you said no. You have everything that you yeah. need there. You got the backing of Nike. You're moving. Yeah. Uh, I could understand it now. I think if you're Alabama, you're still in a great spot if you get those. Like, if you're telling me that your fallback plan is Lane Kiffin as head coach, that's a good fallback. Like, that's a really good option E if you need to pull that court out. Hey, Lane, you're at Ole Miss. You ain't winning the national championship at Ole Miss. You can't hear at Alabama. Come be our head coach. But I think you call Kirby first, and I think you make Dan Lanning say no. I, I, I'd call Dabo. You don't like calling Dabo? Is Dabo... I mean, this, he does have a national title with, as a player there. This is my question about Dabo, though, in 2024. Is he going to play the SEC game? Because the way that Dabo is trying to do it, we're not going to take transfers. We're not leaning into NIL. You ain't making the playoff. Yeah, he's got to adjust to that. He's got to adjust to so that. If you're telling me that Dabo is now going to play the same game that everybody else yeah. is playing, but you're not going to be the only team in the SEC not playing that game. George is playing it. Ole Miss is playing it. 
And they got, this conference is getting tougher now. Texas is coming in. Oklahoma is coming in. Missouri's supposed to be good next year. You're not going into the SEC not playing the same games that everybody else is playing. Well, he's getting ready to go hit the Big Ten, which is tough yeah. itself when you see how good that is. The national title game is essentially Big Ten teams, too. Here's the funny thing about landing. First coaching job, well, I've talked about it before, but 2008 to 2010, he was the special teams and wide receiver coach at Park Hill South, man. That's not that long ago. See that? That's the first year the iPhone came out, wasn't it? It was seven. So Dan Landing was right down here off 635 over here to uh, Park Hill South. Can you imagine going from there to Alabama in 15 years? I mean, that, that is an unbelievable trajectory. Can I ask you guys a name that you guys haven't brought up? Yeah, of course. Steve Sarkeesian. He just took Texas to the final four. He knows the NIL game well at Texas. He coached at Bama and is a successful head coach. And beat Bama. I, Sark is a name to keep an eye on here because it's not like Bama can't outbid Texas. Yeah. I'd rather have Lane than have Sarkeesian if, I have, if those are my two choices. Really? Why? I'd rather because have Sark Lane. has been more successful at Texas than Lane has at Ole Miss. I mean, I also think it's just easier to have success at Texas than it is to have it Ole Miss either. That's as true. Well. I, just, I, I just think like if you're going to give Lane those parts and those pieces, I just find it really hard to believe that he's going to fail. If you're going to call Dan Lanning, you're going to call Kalen DeBoer as well? I think you have to. University of Washington, Coach of the Year. He did beat Dan Lanning twice this year. Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, his issue just is really the offensive line and defensive line. But that's, still in his 40s. That, that's not going to be a problem well, in know, Alabama. But a high-profile offense, yeah, you can bring in whatever defensive coordinator. But Kalen DeBoer, I mean, here's a guy that's still in his 40s, beating Dan Lennon twice. I mean. Is there an NFL coach you think would take that job? Not even just a, somebody that got fired, an offensive coordinator. Like, if you're Ben Johnson and you're the, if you're the Lions offensive coordinator, I'm interested in listening to what Alabama has yeah, to say. Yeah, it'd be interesting, but in the head coaching experience. And, again, I think it takes somebody with that at Alabama. I think you have to have had been a head coach just because of – all that pressure coming to you. I don't think you want to learn on the job being a head coach at a pl- Okay, maybe at Cincinnati, you know, maybe at Oregon State, but not at Alabama. Right now, we're joined in studio by Jay Binkley. If you guys missed it, Nick Saban announced today that he is retiring. He is stepping <laughs> down Grable, as, the, as the head coach <laughs> at Alabama. We're going through some of the possibilities <laughs> of where he could potentially land. Bink, let's get to Super Wildcard Weekend and get your thoughts on everything that is happening with the Chiefs and the Dolphins. It is very simple to me with Kansas City. We can talk about the drops. We can talk about the penalties. We can talk about a lot of things. Turnover differential. They're minus 11 in turnovers this season. You're not going to the Super Bowl. I don't care how optimistic you are on Kansas City. It's not being negative. It is just it, it is just facts of football. And if you were going to lose the turnover differential against postseason teams, you are losing and you are getting eliminated. Kansas City can still have some of the flaws. They do not need to turn into a perfect team in this final month of the season. But you can't turn the ball over three times on Saturday and think that you were beating this no. Miami Dolphins team. You're not going on the road against Buffalo and turning it over twice and expecting to win those games. If they could fix the turnovers that they have had this season, they can win any game remaining this season. I'm just curious how this thing's going to go out and go down because of the weather. I just wonder how much that's going to change. And it does slide into Miami because they are a very good running team, one of the top running teams in the NFL. And it looks like Mostert will come back. Probably could have played last week, not. And A-Chan is just a different special kind of player. That guy's scary, man. He's got scary speed. Here's the one thing about the Dolphins. They've lost their last 10 when the game time temperature is under 40, right? 
I mean, you know this. Everybody kind of knows this. Dolphins don't play well when it's under 40. Basically, they're a whole bunch of Derek Cars. is what the Dolphins are. They're terrible when it's under 40. So, see that I went and looked at the game time temperature for all these 10 games. How cold was it? You know what the average of those 10 games was? 29 degrees. It's going to be a hell of a lot colder at Arrowhead Stadium than 29 degrees. You know what the average margin of defeat is? Because they've been hammered the last 10 games when it's under 40 degrees. 14 and a half, almost 15 points. The Dolphins have lost the last 10 games. And some of the, this all since 2017. I mean, it's not like you know ancient history. It's all since 2017. They've been beat by several touchdowns when the, when the weather is under 40. But I do think that running game, maybe not the Tyree kill, not the Jalen Waddle. I think it's A-Chan uh, in, in Mostert if he plays. I think this is going to be a low-scoring slugfest kind of game. I just I don't trust Kansas City's offense enough to put up a lot of points in this game, and I certainly don't feel that way about Miami, and that's why I'm really pounding the drum for the turnover differential. I think that there are two things that yeah, Miami is going to have to overcome. Man. It's going to be cold, and your hands are going to want to fumble it. No. It's going to be bad. There's two things I think they have to overcome. They have to overcome the inexperience of Tua, of never playing in a postseason game. We have the stat. First-time playoff starters are 25 and 44 since 2002. Like, you do not have a high winning percentage in these scenarios if this is your first postseason game. And your point about the cold. The Dolphins are 1 and 17 since January of 2017. And your quarterback is from Hawaii. You played at Alabama. And he plays pro football in Miami. He's not exactly been exposed to the elements. It's going to be some elements Saturday. Are, are the Dolphins a physical enough team to win this game with all the injuries that they have? It'd be one thing if they were fully healthy. I don't if think you so. you got to go get Justin Houston and Bruce Irving, and and you got to make those kind of moves in yeah. January to give you a chance in the postseason, they're now the oldest team in the postseason with some of the moves that they had to make over these last couple of days to kind of field a competitive roster. They're not going to have their top four pass rushers from the regular season because of some of the injuries. Are they a physical enough team to go out and win this game? Not anymore. I I think that they were. Do you realize with the Chiefs, you know, their Chiefs are number two in quarterback sacks, right? 57. The Ravens led the league with 60. Chiefs are number two. You know who's number three? The Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins sacked the quarterback 56 times this year. The Chiefs are 57. But as you say, everybody's out with injuries. Losing Chubb really hurts that team. So, yeah, I think they were physical right now. I don't think so. I think they're relying on being more finesse. That's what they're getting beat up lately. There was a cut from Nate Taylor of The Athletic talking about this team should really embrace Marty Ball down the stretch. Is that kind of where you are with this team, that they need to really rely heavily on Isaiah Pacheco and playing defense? 100%. I mean, it's what you are. At some point, you have to realize what you are and what you're good at. And as much as you want to put 30 points a game on the board, as much as you want to air the ball out, what they are still with the sixth leading passing team in the NFL, but that's not why they're at where they're at. They're at where they're at because of defense. Just be a tough physical team. You know, they they had to raise attention. Everybody knows the Chiefs defense is good. They rarely talk about it, but they know. These coaches know. These NFL teams know. But that defense is extremely physical. The Chiefs pop people, man. They like hitting. And, you know, Justin Reed comes up making his hits. Trent McDuffie likes to come up and make hits. Leo Chanel definitely does. But this team loves to hit. They're a physical brand of football. And I think they've accepted who and what they are in Mahomes. We started to see some things in that Bengals game where they, you know, they tried to speed things up and things became a little more clear. They had a little more explosive plays. Uh, the running game is Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's really bad. Uh, last several weeks, it's been good and bad. Against the Raiders, it was terrible. Against the Bengals, it was good. But remember, the Bengals suck at stopping the run. 
I've had a formula for Kansas City that I think they need to really follow this postseason. Run the ball, control the line of scrimmage, limit mistakes, play good defense. That I'm with you. The Chiefs have to understand what they are. We have seen this offense be a high-flying, go out there. If you didn't bring 30 to the party, then you were not beating Kansas City. It, it, it was just not realistic be to think you are. that you were beating Kansas City. This game is not going to be 35-31. This game is going to be 21-17 on either side. Are the Chiefs going to fully lean into what I think their formula needs to be? Whether it's Saturday in minus five degree and the wind could be howling, whether it's next week potentially on the road against Buffalo or if they have to go on the road against Baltimore. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is throwing for 320 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. Not with this offense, not with the weapons that they have. This needs to be a game in which Isaiah Pacheco runs it 21 times for 105 yards and two touchdowns. And you utilize that quick screen game, getting the ball out really quickly to Rasheed Rice, using that extension of the run game. That needs to be the formula for this team. And who knows if it's going to be close. It's going to be Pacheco. It sounds like it's going to be him, you know, heavy presence of Pacheco and him blocking back there is look good too. But you got to know who you are. How many times see that, you know, someone's a really average person. And when they go out, they dress up and just look at him and say, man, I say that ain't you, man, that ain't you just be who you are. Just understand who and what you are. That's how I would feel if I saw you in a tie. Well, yeah, just be who you are. You know what I'm <laughs> That's how I'd feel. But, yeah, just Mahomes, control the football. It's amazing. And I know we're probably going to talk about it, but the Mahomes playing football on the road here if they get through this one. And here's the funny thing about it, Carrington. This blows my mind. Do you know he's thrown for 1,642 more yards on the road than at home? And you say, well, how many games? Two more games. Two games he's thrown for 1,600 more yards. He has 119 touchdowns passing on the road, 100 at home. I mean, that is like completely bad. You have like two more games on the road and you have 1,600 more yards. It blew my mind when I was looking at some of these numbers, the home and road. Hey, Bink, did you know that on Friday, January 12th, starting at 6 o'clock at Cinderblock Brewery, yes. we're going to have our third annual playoff yep. Pilsner release. Dusty's going to be there broadcasting live starting at 6 o'clock. The entire 610 Sports radio staff is going to be there, and we're also playing a very special game called Left Right Center. So if you know what I'm talking about, come prepared to play Left yeah. Right Center. You also can talk a little football. You can ask Binkley who he yep. thinks is going to be the next head coach at Alabama. You can get all of our thoughts on the postseason, and F325 Barbecue is going to be there. They've got a special uh, tailgate menu. They've got wings, mac and cheese, barbecue sandwiches. It's going to be a really, really fun time. I just didn't know if you knew that was going to happen, so I wanted to tell you that so you could be prepared. <laughs> How about Saban's buddy, Belichick? <laughs> they're going to retire together. Well, even they're right off in the sunset. Even though he's so old. Yeah, they're going to go fishing together now. Yeah, they're going to yeah, they're they're ride off uh, in the sunset. Keep in mind, see, Saban wasn't real wild about the Neil deal either. I mean, he wasn't as boisterous yeah. about it as, as Dabo was. But this is new era of football, and I do think the gap between pro coach and college coach has never been this close. Never. Because college coaches used to have the power, man. You want to transfer? We're not transferring in this conference. Now the kid just goes in, hits the transfer portal, and is gone any school he wants to go to. Plays at Auburn, he can go to Alabama the next day. I mean, it's that simple. And the, the money they can get, their free agency is what this is now. But the gap's never been closer. I, I think that when you see pro and college coaches going back and forth, there used to be quite a bit of difference coaching in college or pro. It's very similar now. Where do you think Bill Belichick is coaching next season? L.A. Chargers, not Rams. I think he's in the division. Where do you think that Jim Harbaugh is coaching next season? Raiders. 
Wow. You think the division is about to get very interesting. The Raiders are going to make hardcore uh, pressure on him, and I I think that uh, the allure there is for Harbaugh. So, I mean, just a a wild, wild guess. Oh, of course. If you were going to say, I'd say, yeah, this division could have Harbaugh and Belichick very easily in it next year. I think Washington is a sleeper in all of this with their new owner. Bill Simmons has this like new owner theory that you always try to come in and you try to like plant your step. I own the team. Now, if you're him and you got a lot of money to spend and they got a lot of money to spend, you got a lot of influence, a lot of power with the commanders. Are you going to get your third, fourth option? Like Harbaugh sitting there, Belichick sitting right there. I really like Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. I think he's, Potentially the next Zach Taylor, the next Matt LaFleur, the next Mike McDaniel. I think he's going to be one of those kind of coaches. Are the commanders going to be kind of left holding the bag here? I I don't think so. I I, I think Washington's a real big sleeper. In and this. he stays and, on and they also got the And they also got the second overall pick. Yeah, which is huge because he needs a quarterback. Because I, I, I can't see him taking another job unless that quarterback was there. Now, Vegas doesn't have that guy yet, obviously. Aiden O'Connell and Jimmy Garoppolo aren't it. Uh, L.A. with Herbert does. That's the most attractive job because of who's the quarterback. That's what makes the Chargers job different. I just know that there are so many good jobs out now. When you're going to have, because you know Harbaugh's leaving, you're going to have Michigan and Alabama open the same year. That is that, that major dominoes that will fall across college football because whoever takes it will be a head coach of a big-time place, and then they'll have to replace that one and that one and so forth. But it's about to get nuts. It feels like a couple of years ago whenever all of those jobs switched hands. Like Texas hired a new coach. You remember LSU hired a new coach. Notre Dame also had a new coach. USC, that Lincoln Riley offseason. Chip Kelly's going, look at me, look at me. Yeah, this this, this feels like it's going to be one of those kind of offseasons because obviously the dominoes are going to fall. Alabama's going to take a big-time job. Michigan, I actually think Michigan promotes from within. I think the uh, more the coordinator that was stepping in when Harbaugh, I think he just takes that job. I don't think Michigan's going outside the family for their hire. Where Oregon probably will. Where one of those programs that they lose somebody. But I, I just, I, be, I, I'd be a little bit surprised if Michigan hired somebody else's head coach. Going to be some big time jobs available in the NFL now with the Seahawks because they they pay, they'll spend money. So I mean, there's. There's some prime jobs out there. Is there a job that you look at in the NFL and you think, oh, that job's kind of interesting, like Atlanta, for example? Atlanta would be interesting. I mean, the quarterback situation is not good. I say the Chargers situation is good because you have Justin Herbert, but you're in a division with Mahomes and Reed, and that's that's the downside. That's the downside if you go to the Chargers. I mean, unless you're okay with, you know, making a run at the Chiefs, you know, every other year, you know, or you can still get in the playoffs even if you don't win the division. But you can win. You can win there. I mean, it's a great roster at this point, starting to get to to where it's going to be flipped very soon. But uh, the best situation is where the best quarterback is. And I think that's uh, out of the jobs that are open is clearly Herbert. Right now, we're joined in studio by our guy Jay Binkley going through some of the top news and stories in the National Football League. It's been a busy day in the coaching world. Pete Carroll has stepped down as the head coach at Seattle. Nick Saban has stepped down. He is retiring as the head coach at Alabama. He run his Mercedes dealership, so I think he's like four. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably five or six other major openings that are currently in the world of sports as well. This is a really exciting time as we are in that fringe between playoff and also the offseason four teams in the National Football League. Coming up on the other side, we'll get back to Chiefs and Dolphins. We'll also get your thoughts on the other postseason games and which game you are most excited outside of Arrowhead Stadium. We got Bink in studio talking football. Keep it right here. It's the drive. 
The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. Tune in every day right at 2 o'clock for your chance to win a free pizza. Free is my favorite kind of pizza. Listen and win right here on 610 Sports Radio. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Kansas City is Justin Reed. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This is from Pete Thamel of ESPN. If you guys missed it, Nick Saban is retiring. He is stepping down as the head coach at Alabama. With no likely internal replacement at Alabama, here is a quick projected target list. Dan Lanning, Kalen DeBoer, he is the head coach of Washington. Dabo Sweeney, James Franklin, Mike Norvell, and Marcus Freeman all come with complications and big buyouts. It is difficult to move entrenched coaches. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. I know they like to make you think this. I just saw a defensive coordinator sign a deal and then three weeks later join another team inside the division. We saw Lincoln Riley leave Oklahoma and go to USC. We saw Brian Kelly. I'm stopping. No, it's not. It it, it is not difficult. If if Alabama wants Dabo Sweeney to be the head coach and Dabo Sweeney also wants to be the head coach, he will be the head coach at Alabama. It is not difficult to do this. It just takes money to do this. Interesting that Lane Kiffin's name was not on here. Maybe that was just a, hey, I can't name everybody character limits. Can you imagine if they hired James Franklin at Penn State? He couldn't beat Ohio State, Michigan. He's going to get the Alabama job? Yeah. I, Deb, and I see, like James Franklin. Very good was coach. shooting for the stars. It really is. And Landing's an up-and-coming coach, too. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. But he hasn't done it yet. Same with Kalen DeBoer. You know, they haven't done it yet. He didn't win it. So, I mean, Sark did go down and beat Alabama at Tuscaloosa. But, again, he hasn't won a national title. But he won at Alabama as an offensive coordinator. 
When you see Pete Carroll, do you see him as USC's coach or Seattle's coach? <sighs> to be honest with you, I kind of see it 50-50 because I think of what he did at USC. I mean, he's one of the few coaches that excelled at both because a lot of coaches, you know, failed. Like Nick Saban went to the Dolphins, failed. We've seen other coaches, Spurrier, Lou Holtz, all these guys jump to the NFL and fail miserably. Like, he didn't. Like, once he was fired in New England, he, like, wrote a book. It was Win Forever is a great book. And he talked about a lot of different things in it. And he restructured his whole life. Like, he went, he took all the kids from USC out at night one time. Guy says, all right, if you're in with me, go to the center. Go to, go to midfield. If you're with me, do that. If you want out, go out, leave. And I want to find out who's with me and who isn't. And this is before the transfer portal and all this. And he rebuilt who he was. They didn't want him at USC. That fan base did not want him. They thought he was a failed coach. This is going to be another failed experiment, like Hackett coming to USC, and Pete Carroll's not going to work out, and he did. And he, cre- <clears throat> and he created an absolute monster at USC. And I can't imagine if name, image, and likeness would have been around when Pete Carroll was at USC. He might still be there, to be honest with you, because that thing was turning into a machine at USC. I mean, he's cranking out Heisman trophies. He had the best players in the country. He was getting the Reggie Bushes of the world. Like, we hit him at USC – he did some great stuff in college football, and then goes to the NFL. And, of course, two Super Bowls, one bad call, or he probably has two rings on his finger rather than one from the NFL. But I see 50-50, man, because I think he made his mark in college football, and he made his mark in the NFL. I don't know if Pete Carroll will get enough credit for this. Like, I don't know if history is going to tell this story. You remember that offseason season. The plan was not for Russell Wilson to start at quarterback. The yep. plan was for Matt Flynn to start. Was, they actually had paid Matt Flynn. Until Kansas City, the preseason game. And in that the preseason Russell games, Wilson. Russell Wilson started playing really well. But it was well. Kansas City. And then that third preseason yep. game, they let Russell yep. Wilson play an extended amount. And it was, hey, I don't know, man. This <laughs> Russell Wilson kid might actually be really good. I think the nation yep. like kind of figured it out. And then he made the decision to go with Russell Wilson as their starting quarterback and not Matt Flynn. I don't know if history is going to tell that story correctly about it, but I think a lot of teams and organizations would have went with the veteran quarterback that you had just brought in in free agency and paid. He didn't do that. He went with Russell Wilson. Obviously, they got rewarded by that. Russell took him to two Super Bowls. That was a great uh, 30 for 30, if you ever see it, the uh, drafting Russell Wilson. How much like Snyder and Carroll and those guys are sweating it out, waiting as long as they did, thinking Kansas City was going to go grab him, but they grabbed Donald Stephenson instead of Russell Wilson. I'll say this, Carrington, because you ain't robbed, too. Because you guys know how hard it is sometimes to get these these guests. Pete Carroll went on when we did like a night show and stuff like this. Like it's the only visiting NFL head coach that I can remember going on. Right. He did it, and he did it. He was fine with doing it, and he jumps on with us at night. I always respect that. Like I always respect Pete Carroll doing this. He then took because that was when Golden Tate had ran into Top Pot Donuts and stole some. Remember when he broke into their Golden Tate? And we asked him about it, and he was cool with it. He So he sent us a bunch of Top Pot donuts, like Pete Carroll. So we sent him barbecue sauce in return, and he tweeted out, thank you. So I always have respect for a guy like that, because you know how hard it is getting that visiting head coach. He came on like three different times when, when the Chiefs would play the Seahawks. But guys, NFL visiting coaches don't do that. Pete Carroll did. Right now, we got Jay Binkley joining us in studio. Uh, Pete is going to join us at the top of the hour going through some of these top stories. No, Pete Sweeney. <laughs> is going to join us at the top of the hour to go through these top stories. Chiefs win if, Dolphins win if on Saturday in your mind. Chiefs win if they <laughs> – it's, it's so simple, but it's, it's an old football cliche, but don't turn the ball over. Don't give them – because the opportunity is probably not going to be that whole bunch in this game. 
but don't give Miami those easy opportunities to score. Chiefs are going to need Harrison Butker, too, in this game. Those six field goals he had two weeks ago on the heels of missing back-to-back field goals and back-to-back games. Um, but the sick, they're going to need Harrison Butker, but just not doing stupid things when you're in the red zone. Penalties, untimely penalties, untimely turnovers. That Miami wins if they control the uh, the running game because the Chiefs have had fits. It, the one weakness in their defense at times has been stopping the run. If they could control the clock, as we've seen teams you know, get out that early lead, control the clock early. If they could continue that, we've seen teams stall. We saw the Raiders do that in Vegas. They got up to a 14 nothing league. Should have been 17 nothing, but they missed a field goal. But they controlled the clock in the beginning. If they could control the clock with that running game, because they will be running the hell out of the ball in this game. I don't think it'll be Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell who should be playing in this game. I think it'll be the ground game for the Dolphins. Do you think Chris Jones is playing his last game in a home uniform at Arrowhead Stadium? I do. I, I think so. I mean, obviously things could work out and there could be some upsets where they do have round two. I mean, it's going to take some upsets to do it, but I think there's a great chance of it. I think there's a great chance of Jones playing his last game at Arrowhead because I think they're going to go another direction. I think they kind of understand the value of Legereus Sneed to this team and he'd be a top priority to resign. Last question here, and I'll get you out of here with this, Bank. You know we appreciate your time. I know you're going to be locked in, dialed in to Super Wild Card Weekend. That's right. What's your favorite game of the weekend that's not the Chiefs? What's your least favorite game this weekend? Favorite game that's not the Chiefs is Rams and Lions. There's something about Stafford. I mean, this, I know that we talk about the NFL being scripted or whatever. But Matt Stafford making his triumphant return to Detroit when that town loved Matt Stafford. And, you know, I think Matt Stafford's playing some good football. He went away. He's won a, he's won a Super Bowl. And here comes the Lions finally getting that home playoff game. And, oh, they have to face Matt Stafford. So that is my uh, favorite game. You said what was my least favorite? Least favorite game. Eagles and Bucks. Bank, you and I are on the same page. Eagles and Bucks, man. I understand why that's on Monday night, man. Who cares? They may have to play it. I, well, the play I, I think the Eagles are losing. I think the Buccaneers are going to upset them. Baker Mayfield time. I just don't like the way that Philadelphia is playing heading into the postseason. And, like, and like, we, we can laugh at Tampa and uh, you shouldn't make the playoffs. You won a bad division. The last two weeks, you lost to the Giants and the Cardinals. You lost five of your last six games. You are not a good football team. And Buffalo had the lead at the end against uh, Philadelphia. That was the week after the Chiefs game. But Nick Sirianni sealed his fate when he was talking crap to Chiefs yeah. fans. Well, no, seriously, I mean, people talk about that, but he did. They lost in overtime. 37 to, or they beat the Bills 37 34 in overtime. That it's was the game I really thought the Bills were going to win. No. But that's in the win column for the Eagles. I feel like the Bills were the better team in that game. That was all after the Chiefs game. But this is a different team. They're fighting with each other. I think Nick Sirianni's on some, some thin ice as well. He got I, way, way, way too cocky. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, just with the way that this offseason is going with coaching, I feel like there's one more surprise, and it's not Belichick announces. It's one more surprise. I think the, the, the surprise could be Nick Sirianni. If you lose the locker room, you're done. And, I mean, I don't know the inner workings of what's going on. We'll find out because I'm sure that Jason Kelsey retires or something like that. He'll tell you exactly what was going on in Philadelphia. But I, there's something going on with that team. They're not, they're not in sync. They're not playing well. Um, the bickering. Jalen Hurts is not playing like, and I felt this way when the Eagles played the Chiefs. I, I felt like last year's Eagles team was so much better than this year's Eagles teams, even though they had a great record, even though they had one loss when they were, were playing the Chiefs. But, yeah, I, I'll take the Buccaneers, too. It just feels like the Eagles are the Eagles are playing like a long story in the athletic. 
You know, at the end of a season when something goes terribly wrong, we kind of rate for that long ESPN piece, that long athletic piece of what went wrong. It feels like, you know, at some point on January 19th, we get a story that comes across and it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know that the Eagles was had, were dealing with yep. all these things. That's how they've played the last month, month and a half or so. We got our guy Jay Binkley joining us in studio to go through some of the top stories in the NFL. We saw earlier today that Pete Carroll has stepped down as the head coach in Seattle. Nick Saban is also retiring. He is no longer going to be the head coach in Alabama. A lot of news. We'll get to it coming up at the top of the hour in the hits. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.